Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Miraculous Ladybug, The New Powerpuff Girls, and Archer. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Mel Moyer. Hello. Today, Mel and I will be discussing the two latest episodes of Archer, uh, Motherless Child and Bell Ponto Part 1. Uh, Bell Ponto Part 1 aired tonight on FX and uh, Motherless Child aired last week. Uh, we discuss Archer weekly, most weeks here on the Overly Animated Podcast. You can check us out at OverlyAnimated.com or you can search for the Overly Animated Podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. If you just want to listen to our Archer Podcast, you can look for our Archer-only uh, iTunes feed on OverlyAnimated.com. As always, our Archer Podcasts are not appropriate for all audiences, much like the show we are covering. So if you're a listener, <laughs> discretion advised. Um so yeah, we're going to be discussing two episodes this week. I probably want to focus on the episode we just saw because <laughs> it's more fresh in our mind. Mm-hmm. And then we'll hit back on some key overall general impressions of Motherless Child. Um, so let's just talk about Belponto Part 1 to start with. Um, what were your general impressions of this episode? Did you like it? Um, yeah, I mean, they've done this this kind of uh plot before i think but i actually didn't realize it was part one as i was watching it so when it ended i was like super (laughs) like i got real quick i was like okay it's a two-parter um it was good um they brought back in shapiro and the veronica dean stuff so that's gonna go somewhere um they tried to insert some lana archer stuff again yeah um we've the baby is somewhere i suppose (laughs) yeah who knows where but um yeah overall i liked it um I feel like it was definitely funnier than last week's episode was. I didn't find last week's episode super funny. Yeah, I wasn't big on last week's either. We'll discuss that later. But um, I can understand it. Like, I, I, I looked to see the episode title, so I saw that it was part one. But uh, FX does this thing where it has, like, very minimal commercials for the first half. And then the second half, it just throws in a bunch of commercials. So I could totally see, like, it's like, we still have uh, 15 minutes to go. Like, we're going to resolve this episode, right? But no, then it's just, like, actual only yeah. three minutes. Uh, anyway. Um I thought this was pretty good, this episode. Um, I thought there's some good stuff here. I think the plot was interesting enough, although it does seem like a kind of typical Archer plot. Uh, I'm interested to see how this ties to the overall season arc. Last week's uh, was presumably kind of isolated, although maybe there's a twist with that, with Barry and stuff, but at the very least it seemed isolated for the most part. Um, But, yeah, I, I mean... I guess the Archer Lana stuff kind of worked. I'm not the biggest on on the dynamics between them, but I thought it was okay. Like, I, I think it was doing somewhat interesting things. I mean, this is an episode that featured a decent amount of good Cheryl lines, so I was I was satisfied at the very least in yeah. that regard. Uh, but other than that, um, I don't know. We'll go through it and we'll see what the prominent stuff was i I, it did seem a little bit general yeah um and there was a lot of like weird sort of like i don't even call it like fluff talking like there was a lot it was like filled in with a lot of banter in places i feel like just to push it to a full episode like when they were at the party specifically like there was nothing really happening at the party until like the last like few minutes of it yeah, it was I, just a lot of back and forth. There's no, there's no B plot, so yeah. I, I think that they definitely needed to fill it with a lot of, um, a lot of typical Archer dialogue. There's a point midway through the episode when um, 
it seemed like they're doing somewhat of a typical dinner type scene to me, going through various groups, uh, checking on everyone, having various dialogue uh, between the characters. And I was pretty into that. I'm generally into those types of scenes. Um, and I thought that there was a lot of clever stuff going on and kind of the interplay with Lana and Archer was at least somewhat interesting. Uh, I think potentially this episode went downhill once we introduced the clown robber robbers. Yeah. I think that at the very least it was less funny. <laughs> Um, I don't know what your thoughts on that were. What were you were you like liking the episode more before we still got the like murder mystery twist? And I wasn't really a murder mystery twist. They just said it would be. Uh, Cheryl was like, "Someone's gonna get murdered or something," right? Um, I mean, it was whatever. I mean, when I first saw the clones, I thought that's interesting. But then the guy was like very over the top. The yeah. Clown guy. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good. Like, that's kind of a funny concept to have. I mean, it's not really a funny concept. It's like. Bat, the new Batman movies kind of have done this, right? Like having people in clown masks or various other silly masks and then making uh, kind of being kind of ridiculous, but they kind of weren't that ridiculous. They were just kind of played pretty straight. And yeah. uh, they also didn't seem super threatening, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I feel like the way they're characterized, it's going to be like a thing next week with them. I mean, I don't, they were just, they were characterized strangely. I don't know, like, like they're, they're like they're actual characters and not just these clown guys. But yeah. one of them's dead, so <laughs> Oh interesting. I just refreshed A V Club and they give this episode an A. Wow. I will have to look into this as we as we go. Um an A? Really? <laughs> that is that is interesting. There was a point where I where I did think this episode was very good. Like like basically right before the clown people came in. So let's go through the my outline and see see what we can come up with <laughs> in terms of uh of uh like quality dialogue and stuff like that we did have some quality phrasing i remember that so we'll i like the gonna be sucking awesome <laughs> gonna be uh we'll, or whatever she said yeah well, let's go through let's go through um so okay we start off with them in whatever the agency i don't know what you want to call that talking the building ab- the building <laughs> talking about uh the problem in the, the Mallory's talking about a problem. Was it Mallory? I think so. Talking about a problem yeah. in restrooms. That was one thing I always did like about this show is when they had like this stupid office banter and just random shit in the office that they yeah. were complaining about. Like that was always one of my favorite parts because I love dynamics like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that we got to see some of that here. I don't know why Mallory's in charge of this meeting. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you like? What's her role in this? Uh, I have agency? no idea. I don't know. Uh, talking about how the towel dispensers, um, they're, they're, we slowly start to piece together what's happening as they're going along, climbing up on trash cans to do it. And then uh, someone says wiping her ass on the towels. Uh, so I guess that's where we're going with that. It seemed like Krieger was doing it. I'm not. I mean, that's kind I'm of a safe, not, safe I'm not really I mean, Sure. Pam was all a good candidate. Cheryl's a good candidate. <laughs> I don't know who else would do it. The rest of them seem somewhat sane. But uh, I don't know if that's, that's a fair assessment. But yeah, then we get Mr. Shapiro again. Uh, they talk about Encyclopedia Brown's that thing. Um, I like, I like, I like how Cheryl just starts saying something, and then Archer one day is like, "Seriously, you gotta shut up." <laughs> Which it's like, really, this is the breaking point on on Cheryl, Cheryl right now. That's, that's where we draw where, the line. That's where we're putting the foot down. Uh, Veronica Dean and the Sarina, the necklace. Um, Ellis Crane's fundraiser, famous uh, director. Um. Voice by that guy from Seinfeld. Uh, okay, I didn't recognize the voice. Yeah, I was wondering who viewed these voices. Yeah, he was Elaine's boss on Seinfeld. Okay, 
Nice call. Um, uh, Pam says, man, I had to run it in his face. Pam, I will stop, but I will not apologize. Um, and then I, I like the scene of like Pam just like freaking out about what she's going to wear to this, to this like fancy fundraiser. Um, and it's like played completely straight too. Kind of interesting. Uh, remember anything else from that introduction? Um, no, not really. Yeah. Uh, so we're at, uh, at the fundraiser, Pam, Cyril, Ray are the waiters, um, and the rest of them are attending. Uh, Krieger comes over, and he's like, Krieger, you're blending in. What are you, Otto von Gismark? I was going to say Franz Ferdinand. Uh, this is uh, also an, ep- an episode where, like, the anachronisms of this season, well, of this show, <laughs> like, become very apparent because they're talking about that, and then they talk about Casper at one point, and then they all have cell phones. And they also talk about uh, what's that, something. They talk about Star Wars. They <laughs> Wait, oh yeah, true. They do talk about Star Wars. I, I that's to me that's like the biggest today. Yeah. Wait, wait, is that okay? Never mind. We, we can get. I came out in the seventies. There's, there's no. This is the sixties though. Okay, that doesn't work. Um, yeah. I, I liked Otto von Gismark. I like Krieger, Krieger just looking like some like not explained that he's just German Bavarian look- count or yeah. something. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, uh, Cheryl wants to hire a clown to spice up the. Oh yeah, that was foreshadowing. Oh, I see. I see now. That was my first thought when the clowns came in. I was like, oh, I didn't even throw back to that line at the time. Maybe Uh, she did hire them. uh, (laughs) She would. She. Oh, maybe that's the choice. Quarantined in the sick burn unit, says Cheryl. Uh, oh yeah, Commodore. They're talking about Commodore Perry and Maine, like a historical figure. That th- this random actress. Yeah, I, what what's up with this this person who comes up to like hit on Archer, and assuming he's like a movie producer. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it seemed like it was going somewhere, it and then like it she wasn't. was important, but no, right? Uh, I did think that that little bitch, that little not bitch. her, Archer. That, yeah, that was that was maybe the line. So that little bitch. Oh, you're way prettier than her. And says, "Man, I meant Archer and Dadoy." Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty good Lana stuff. Uh, then yeah, just Archer and Lana just being jealous at each other. Um, uh, I'm uh, Pam. I'm supposed to be pulling tips, which I haven't gotten any yet. It was like such a dumb throwaway line, but I think uh, Pam's voice actress just like completely yeah. pulled that one off. I really like yeah. it. Yeah uh we are uh, interspersed in this we have uh mr spear getting mad at them for clumping <laughs> she comes up a few times Clump. they're definitely useless but at the same time like <laughs> they also archer kind of just saves the day or maybe we don't even know what happens but yeah. totally pays off firing them <laughs> just having yeah. Archer there yeah casper was uh the friendly ghost we'll take a page from his book um Oh, oh yeah. Then uh, I liked the conversation. I guess there was a lot of good stuff in this episode. Looking back, uh, Lana's conversation with the director, him hitting on her, wanting to make her like a PI consultant or something, BS like that, right? Um, and then he's like uh, something about her. Oh wow, it's a female lead, and he's like, <laughs> oh god, no. <laughs> I thought that was really good. <laughs> that, yeah. that delivery, um, and yeah, I guess good spoofing, spoofing of like then this time well, who knows what this time means in the show but that's yeah uh this was uh Cyril and mallory talking yeah mallory's not even doing much but uh how's ron he's great how's nobody that was a good one <laughs> the delivery on it was super how's nobody he's great Aww. how's nobody <laughs> 
Um, Archer kissing Veronica and the clown guys come in. Yeah. So they're okay. I think everything before this has pretty into like, yeah. like to the extent where it might've been the highlight of the season, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, Mr. Rompers, the clown lead. I really just don't think the the robbers are super distinguishable or like that. They're, they just stand out from like playing them straight in any sort of action movie. They don't even seem like super crazy. Like, I don't know what, what's supposed to be going on here. Uh, Archer wants to incapacitate one of them and take his place. Luke Skywalker and Han Solo did it. It's a proven example. Yeah, it does seem out of, <laughs> does, does seem anachronistic looking back. Um, had to be the goofy pink one. Uh, if you see it coming, do it in your hand, phrasing, can you do it? <laughs> Uh, he just did, can you do it for me for inserts the phrasing right right in there. yeah in and out phrasing yeah this is a lot of phrasing in a row well, we'll talk about last episode but we it was a lot of phrasing and not referencing we had like that they were doing a phrasing yeah it was just straight played for straight a lot of phrasing i mean it's done in interesting like non-typical ways but uh i don't know are, are you getting tired of phrasing or not yet no because i love a good pun and yeah. I do like some of the ways that they bring it back, like Lana's like need to do phrasing, like last week when she was tying up Archer's leg or whatever, and I forget what he said, and she like waited until he said phrasing, and she was like, "Oh, thanks." Like she's very into it all of a sudden. Yeah, as as Lana is maybe more into Archer now than she was before. Then yeah. phrasing is comes with the territory, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I'm I'm. I talked about this in an earlier podcast. Like I'm all for them repeating the gags that we know because if if not them, then what is Archer at this point? Yeah. <laughs> so late in its run, um, could have just tied him up. Oh yeah, because Archer just snaps his neck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we've been tracking the morality of Archer this season, and he just killed a lot of people. Just kills someone here with no. I think I actually genuinely think they're going somewhere with this. Like mm-hmm. this was another straight commentary on Archer. Just killing someone usually they don't really point it out but he's like you just tied him up though that only works in movies um he's like oh this whole thing with tetanus and archer was i don't tetanitis tetanitis yeah was was this a thing like it was the obvious that's yeah he the... talks about it a lot oh he does like throughout him. seasons he'll like complain about his ears or, like when he thought like it was like back in like season four or something at one point he brought it up and he was like in the middle of a conversation with Lana. He was like, "You gonna get that?" And she was like, "What?" And he was like, "Oh, the phone oh, not ringing." Yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember now. So it was interesting. That's what the fundraiser was for. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, the morality of Archer. I, I really do think it's going somewhere. Like this seems like another pretty prominent like uh-huh. act from Archer. So uh, I'm interested to see how this plays into the season. Um, then we have the season scene at the end. What happened? Five hours. Uh, if we don't get murdered, where's Veronica? Nobody knows. The cops are outside. Mr. Rompers let everyone go except the core group. So why would they let everyone go except the people we care about? <laughs> like Convenience. <laughs> Plot convenience. There seemed no reason that the, he would care about these specific people. Well, it's just like one of those things where you release, you don't... You, like it was a joke on fa- or not Family Guy on uh, American Dad that you don't release all your hostages. So I think it's just like one of those situations. I mean, it was like I think it was like a joke. I think like, trying to, in like, and of spoof itself, these type of things. But yeah, I think it was a joke sense. in itself to be like, oh, here's how we got only the people we care yeah. about now in the room. Yeah, and like didn't have to animate the rest of these people because I feel like animators complain a lot about having to animate party scenes. I guess. So. I mean. 
I don't know. It did. It did. I think it was supposed to be like a spoof, but I don't know. It yeah, seemed, seemed weird. Uh, and the bands is there. I did good stuff with the band. Though. Also, it doesn't explain how someone was able to call the cops. Yeah, because uh, they took all their blue or pink or whatever, which one took all their stuff, right? So yeah. Uh, Tanya here has decided she's got Stockholm syndrome and soon I will be Mrs. Rompers. She says, uh, so that's a solid Cheryl gag at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Super pretty typical. Um, and I, and I, and I like that. So I want to read. Okay. So the AV club gave this an A let's read the either first or last paragraph. I haven't read it yet, but, um, just together to try to figure this out. Uh, so this is from uh, William Hughes, AV club article. It took me a while, a little while to figure out why I liked Bel Ponto part one so much. Spoiler for anybody who hasn't looked at the episode great yet. I really liked Bell Ponce Part 1. But it wasn't until the show explicitly called out the story structure that it was referencing, with Cyril reminding Cheryl of their ill-fated, blimp-based choke sex back in Season 1's Skytanic, that the connection became clear. That episode and its spiritual sequel, The Limited, worked so well because they transplant the show's entire cast into a foreign, confined setting, a configuration that gives them, A, new people to use in their ongoing efforts to destroy each other and B, the opportunity to get into everyone intimately involved in the caper of the week. Um, so, I mean, I, I believe this is the one paragraph of the review. I, my initial thought is that um, you, you can't really, like, base an episode being good or not based on you liking its structure. Like, you just have to like the actual episode itself. I do I do kind of get what he means, though. We talked about how, like, there's no B-plot. Like, everyone's there. We're not, like, sidelining characters. And I do think the episode was at its best when kind of everyone was talking to everyone we were just going back and forth uh between everyone um <clears throat> yeah i don't know well we'll we'll see when we chew on this episode more a seems like somewhat of a stretch to me when uh when discussing it here also i'm not really a fan of them just throwing in random references to past like like cyril's uh we had uh i fucked you on a blimp or something right yeah i don't know i'm not i'm not not a super big fan of stuff like that uh that came after i think the how's nobody yeah, gag. <laughs> I, I feel yeah, because then Cheryl was there just laughing at it, which is yeah. great. I, I it's, it feels like you're relying on past episodes being funny to try to make this episode funny by literally directly referencing past episodes. Yeah. I don't know. They they do this a fair amount. What are, what are your thoughts on this? Um. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing if it's stuff like phrasing or like running gags with like Cheryl and and just Pam saying anything like. And referencing, like, things that are a reference to that. Like, bringing up, like, the fact that her and Cyril, like, had that weird choking sex thing on the blimp would be, like, funny if it was something that was, like, inherent to Cheryl's character. That was, like, inherent to, like, the funny of her character, if that makes sense. Like, it would be one thing if they're referencing it in a way that it's, like, oh, like, remember, like, you don't understand what I mean? Like, I I prefer things when when they do references to past humor and kind of running gags not in the sense of it being like as obvious as like phrasing but like just sort of things like I love when Pam just is always like holding food or holding like the bear claws because she just does that throughout seasons and like eats the bear claws in a way I think like like, callback you say like callbacks like that are good but um maybe not overtly like this was a super specific callback that we haven't like talked about basically since it happened so it was weird that it just came out of nowhere um, and it wasn't really funny. I just don't like the concept of like uh, expecting someone to watch, be like, oh yeah, that happens. Like, uh, yeah, 
I, I don't know. It's like let's. I think it's you need to like earn your your callbacks, and I, I feel like that's not earned or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you think you grade this episode on the AV Club scale? Um, I'd probably give it a B minus. Yeah, I'm thinking B. So we're on the same page. Yeah, I'll definitely check out the full review to try to figure out why we give it. A. So let's briefly get back to Motherless Child from last week, and I don't think we need to go. Oh my god, it's funny because right before I watched this, there had been a marathon of Archer like early in the day, old episodes, and Barry was in them, and I was like, yeah, what happened to that guy? And <laughs> well, then like literally, <laughs> <laughs> he was in last season for one episode. Yeah, so. yeah for a hot second. Yeah. What do you think of uh, bringing Barry back in in this episode? Um. I th- I've always thought Barry was funny. Like mm-hmm. I thought he had funny stuff, and I think his I don't know who his voice actor is, but I think he's got really good delivery. Um, it was weird that he was like basically full Terminator yeah. in this episode, but um, I didn't mind it. It was random, but I thought it was funny. I didn't think last week's episode though was as funny as this week's, even with Barry present. Yeah, I like Barry, but um, it was a little bit random. And I think the stuff with his mom was a little bit random. I guess the AV Club reviews was talking about how um, it like relates to Archer uh, having mommy issues, right? And mm-hmm. so they try to like it does, but it like doesn't at the same time. Like you think it's gonna go there, but then it's it doesn't like, really do anything with it. I like yeah. on a thematic level, I guess. But she gets yeah. that on her own. Like she just crawls. Like and, and it's not like there's no like resolution, like emotional reference for it at the end. So that's the biggest thing I want to talk about with this episode are the Mallory scenes. Um, so we just, to refresh, we see uh, scenes of Mallory talking to herself while being held hostage by Barry and escaping on her own. And then at the end, she like uh, has this played for straight uh, badass scene with like a trucker who's sitting on her. Um, what did you think of these scenes? Did you have like a strong reaction either way to them? Not really. Um, I, they just kind of, I guess that was basically the B plot of the episode yeah. was Mallory in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do like that they had her basically every time we went back, she was like getting a little bit closer and closer to escaping on her own. Um, but I don't think anything super substantial came out of them. And like, that's what I mean with them trying to play up the idea that Archer is like a super mama's boy because he like freaks out. And, you know, he's he's basically holding his mom, you know, hostage and blackmailing him with it. But they don't really do much beyond the fact that, like, of course, Archer's going to, like, try and save his mom because he's a mama's boy. But they don't really make commentary on it. Mm-hmm. Like, even as they're trying to find Barry's uh, birth mother. So, I don't know. I didn't think there was anything sort of, like, substantial or fleshed out in those scenes. Yeah. So, I thought those scenes were super weird. Um and I don't know if I've seen this this reaction echoed, but I did a V Club review, kind of thought they were cool. But I just, my, the biggest thing with me with those scenes is that they just like weren't anything close to funny. And they weren't even trying to be funny. Is They were just playing it for straight like badass Mallory. And I don't really understand why you would do this. I mean, I think it's kind of cool to try to flesh out her character like this. And we've had a few like legitimizing scenes with Mallory in the past of her actually doing stuff. It's like the old uh, the 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 trope of like the boss who's usually barking out orders actually gets to like do something at some point and they're super impressive. Um, I just her escaping like I mean it was competently uh, done, but like. 
I've just rarely seen a thing on the show which was not intended to be funny. And I just I I feel like when I was watching, I reacted pretty badly to it. Mm -hmm. I also feel like it was a little bit I felt it was a little bit um, condescending to uh, necessitate these specific played for straight scenes with our uh, with our like with our not supposed to be badass female character. Um, it, it kind of felt like it was like, uh, look, look at this feminist stuff. Look, Mallory's being fucking awesome on her own. This is so fucking feminist at the end. And I just wasn't digging it at all. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this is an opinion that other people felt, but I just thought that was weird and kind of went along with the rest of the episode and not being particularly funny. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> there were some moments. Let's go. I'm going to go quickly to find some of my favorite moments. I see here uh, an incredible Cheryl line, so I must um point this out uh which is i mean we're we're lacking context as we as we go through this but uh then why does archer get to do whatever he wants plus morpheme and you're not even my robot supervisor said Shirley. i love it. just the, I did super, think that was funny. the supervisor kind of recurring. and he was like all right everyone go to the bathroom yeah <laughs> you're not even my robot supervisor yeah we had the phrasing line um i believe there was some mention of holes sigh phrasing boom i don't know who said that um cyphering boom two different people yeah yeah flano i assume flano was one of them i watched the episode last week so i don't remember uh what else we got here uh samuel uh samuel johnson tells us that puns are the lowest form of comedy but for me it's murder said barry i assume uh i I don't think it was particularly funny but i thought it was notable i guess but uh we had um I see transgendered frogs on the outline. I don't remember how that fit. Yeah, there was one like in Krieger's pocket. (laughs) Krieger's making transgendered frogs. Is that it? Yeah, I guess. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Cheryl. Yeah. So Cheryl in love with Barry. Uh, Oh, yeah. This is If you couldn't tell, Cheryl's like by far my favorite character. Um, But Cheryl says, Barry's about to violate the first law of robotics on my vagina, she says. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we just do the same shit with her every fucking episode. Like, he, he falls in love with the weird person and makes uh, stupid, uh, makes like kinky sexual dances and comments like this yeah. and gets turned on by the weirdest shit. But it gets me every time. Like, yeah. I just I just like her in every single episode. So, I mean, I'm not saying that she's like objectively the funniest character or anything. It's just like a personal favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole, I don't know, this plot of ba- of uh, Barry trying to find his mom and stuff, and he does, I guess. I don't remember even how it resolved, honestly. But She's alive, and he puts on Cyril's face. Oh, yeah, yeah. Krieger has, like, faces of them. And, um, oh, what's the line? Uh, and, and he's like, uh, why do you have these or something? It wasn't for, like, it wasn't. Yeah, I, I just Krieger having molds of all of them. Very appropriate. Like, I think that that works very well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. What do you think, that is, think this is going to tie into into the, our main plot of the season, or is this just a one-off episode? I think it was just a one-off. Like, I think it's like one of those things where Barry's a character at this point that you have to bring back once yeah. an episode, or once a, once uh, a season, season yeah. rather. I think that's very possible. I I, I, I kind of hope that Barry is not part of the main plot. I mean, I guess we left this hanging. Maybe we could do something with it. 
I mean, we we thought Katya was fake, uh, or we didn't think it. Someone thought it was fake uh, Veronica. So if Katya's fake Veronica, then Barry's totally going to come back. Maybe this was all set up, something like that. Who knows? But yeah. it didn't seem like it. Like, it seemed like it was played pretty straight. Yeah. Yeah, because he got, well, he got hit by the car at the end. And he was, it was fine, but it was funny. He, like, took a oh, step yeah, hit off by the... us. I'm okay, yeah. Uh, okay, AV Club scale, what would you grid this one with the caveat that it was a week ago? Um, I, I feel like I'm low on it, but I don't know. Because I want to give it, well, I want to give it like a C plus, but that's like super low for me. I'm never going to have anything that low. And I was like, well, maybe I give it a B minus, but I mean, if it's I like this than, week yeah. better, so I got to, yeah, I'll go with a C plus. I mean, I'm thinking like C minus. I don't know. It was like a below average episode of Archer season average, yeah. right? <laughs> then I don't know. Um, so we've seen five episodes so far this season. Uh, I'm trying to remember what we thought of them. Uh, <laughs> we're not super high on Motherless Child. We're decent on Bell Ponto. Uh, we thought Deadly Prep was okay, right? Um, we didn't think the premiere was that great, and we thought the handoff. I, th- I think two is probably still the best episode this season with the long voicemail gag, and then this episode, this week's might be second best, although I don't know. It, it hasn't been an outstanding season so far. Yeah. But it also hasn't been bad. Like I still No, and it's one of those things. Like they, It's like another concept season, so it's like... I think we have to wait to see we what it looks like wait. as a whole. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Which is a little bit frustrating right now because <laughs> we're yeah. not even close to the end. 13 episodes this season airing until the end of June. So that's going to be. Yeah. Fun. All right. Let us know what you thought of uh, Belponto Part 1 of Motherless Child. YouTube comments, Stumbler asks, or uh, comments on overlyanimated.com. Click on the article. Uh, I'm Don Nice and Smell More. Overlyanimated.com. Find out everything about the podcast. Subscribe to us, et cetera. This ad free podcast is brought to you by our patrons. You can. Uh, support us, excuse me, at overly animated or patreon.com slash overly animated. Thank you very much to Shana, Mitch Cordell, Beatrice, Nate, Andy, Jamie, Rachel, John Ryan, and Catherine, aka Hannah, Fever, Mitch, Connorcy, Beatrix, Jane, Nathan, William, Buzz, Like Your Mailman, Richard Rose, Johnny Bravo, Brian, and Cookie App. Uh, next on the Overly Animated podcast coming out tomorrow is our weekly Junior News Roundtable discussing the uh, recent trailer and new episodes announcement and spoilers. Uh, coming up this weekend, Mean Delaney's The Miraculous Ladybug weekly podcast and more stuff next week so last comments mel mm, nope i'm good yep so let's know yeah. what you thought what <laughs> seems like a divisive episode considering i see an a grade here and uh, <laughs> some more tepid reaction from us so let's know what you thought uh we will see you guys next time bye adios